Uh, following our worship service this morning, uh, we're going to lower the screens on the side in the sanctuary and uh, show the Sunday School Christmas program uh, that our children have been working on this past month. Uh, the video lasts about eight minutes long, so I hope you can stay and watch it. I, I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, as soon as that's completed, then we'll all go downstairs, the adults, for adult Bible study, and the uh, children can go to uh, their Sunday schools uh, just, as re- just as we always do on every Sunday. The Old Testament reading for this, the second Sunday in Advent, is from the 40th chapter of Isaiah. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. And cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. Behold. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the third chapter of Second Peter. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord... One day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved. And the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? But according to his promise... We are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him 
without spot or blemish, and at peace. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the, for, for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This world can be a hard place to live in sometimes. If you watch the news about the war between Israel and Hamas, it's hard to hear sometimes. On October 7th, Israel was invaded. Women were raped. Children were shot. People were literally burned alive. As Israel fights back, they've killed over 17,000 Palestinians at this point. This world is a hard place to live in sometimes. But war is nothing new. Do you remember 9-11 and what so many of us watched on that day and the wars that came afterward? This world is a hard place to live in sometimes. But war isn't the only harsh thing we face in life. Sometimes trouble is closer at home. Divorce will rip marriages apart. It's never easy on anyone. Marital unfaithfulness can hit a spouse very hard. Living in this world can be very challenging sometimes. And then there's abuse. Most cases of physical abuse don't happen out at work or school. It often happens in the home. Men and women hit each other or worse. Parents hit their children. Other family members abuse children. Sometimes abuse of a child can happen not with a fist or a slap, but when a child is just ignored, not loved by their own family, the people who should love them most. This world is a hard place to live in sometimes. And there's so much more we could talk about. Those are just some of the sins we commit against each other. We also commit sins against God. We can easily mock the very one who created us. We can ignore God, not love God, strike out at God with our own type of abuse by hating him or just denying him. Anytime we fail to love God most, 
We abuse him and hit him with the hardest of blows. And God just takes it. Hit after hit after hit every time. This world we live in really can be a hard place sometimes. And we can be a hard-hearted people sometimes toward each other and toward God. And what is so striking to me, especially this time of year, is this. That it was to this world that God decided to take on flesh and come into. And it was to us, us who so often abuse God and even ignore God and abuse each other and ignore each other. It was to us that God decided to take on our flesh to come and save. I'm amazed at that. God told Isaiah today to speak to his people. God told John the Baptist to speak to his people. And you know how both of them replied? They both said, what? What do I say? What are we to say to a world filled with war? What are we to say to a world full of abuse and sadness and disease? What can we say to death? And so God spoke. God spoke to Isaiah. And God told Isaiah to say this. Speak comfort. Comfort to my people. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. And cry to her that her warfare is ended. That her iniquity is pardoned. Tell them even though all flesh is grass and the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Go on up to a high mountain. Lift up your voice with strength. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him. He will tend his flock Like a shepherd, he will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. The world is so messy sometimes. And life can be so hard sometimes. But in the middle of this, God comes to you in the flesh. And he comes because he knows this world is so messy sometimes. And God comes in the flesh to you because he knows how hard our lives can be sometimes. This is what Isaiah spoke today. That in spite of the ugliness of this world, God is coming. And this is what John the Baptist said today. That even though our own lives are very hard sometimes and sad sometimes, God is coming to you in the flesh. 
Jesus Christ has already come in the flesh on that first Christmas morning. And one day, Jesus Christ will come back in the flesh. And when he comes again, he will bring his reward with him. And on that day, there will be no more wars. As the scriptures say, on that day Jesus returns, all spears will be beaten into plowshares. On the day Jesus returns, sin will be a faded memory and you won't even remember all the pains you went through in this life. On the day Jesus returns, he himself will carry you close to him and he will care for you forever. And on that day Jesus returns, our greatest enemy, death, will finally be destroyed. This is what will happen when Jesus returns. But we also don't have to wait for that day. Jesus is already returning today. Jesus is already coming to you today to remind you everything he's already done for you. And he comes today to remind you what he is going to do for you. In the Lord's Supper, don't we confess that this is Jesus' real body and blood? And don't we believe that the living Jesus is the one who's coming to us in the flesh here today? Our altar up here is like our own little town of Bethlehem. Because right here on our altar, on the plate and the chalice, those are Christ's manger to us today. And right here, you can find Jesus coming to you in the flesh. And he's coming to you to do the same thing he did 2,000 years ago. And he is coming to do the same thing when he finally returns again. He's coming today to comfort you. Jesus is here to announce to you that your warfare has ended. God the Father is no longer angry with you anymore because a perfect sacrifice has been offered to God the Father by Jesus and so you have a peace in Christ right now that nothing in this world can ever come to duplicating Jesus is coming to you today to remind you that all flesh is like grass and just like the grass all flesh will one day wither and fade and die That is true. But the resurrected Jesus comes to you today. Not the dead Jesus. The living Jesus comes today. And the living Jesus comes today to show you that you will live again one day. Just like he lives. Jesus comes in the supper today to gently shepherd you. He comes to show you that you matter. So much to him that he's coming to you every time we have the Lord's Supper. He is coming to show you how much he cares for you and how much he loves you. 2,000 years ago, John the Baptist may not have known what to say in that Jordan because this world can be very hard sometimes. 
And the prophet Isaiah also may not have always known what to say. Because our lives can be so messy sometimes. But God knew what he wanted to say. And God knew just what he wanted to say to this world. And God knew just what he wanted to say to you. He comes in the flesh. Born as a babe to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. He saves us. And God will come in the flesh again one day. To do for this world what this world will never be able to do for itself. He will save it. That is God's promise to you. That's God's comfort that he gives you, even right now. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Oh